What's it like to know your career path since kindergarten? How does having a mom in medicine influence a young girl? What's it like to move to the United States from the Republic of Georgia? How do you choose between two specialties you love? Today on Talking Admissions and Med Student Life, I interview Ketty, a fourth-year medical student here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Welcome to another edition of Talking Admissions and Med Student Life. I have a fantastic fourth-year student today, Ketty. Am I saying your name right? You're, you Ketty. are. It's short for something, though. It is. Um, it's Ketevan. Okay. I'm Rehanish, really. So, super long. Very beautiful, though. Thank Wonderful you. name. But everyone calls you Ketty, right? Yep. Does anyone call you Ketevan? Only if they're mad at me. Oh. <laughs> so, that's family members. All right. So, let's go back to the beginning. Why did you decide to be a doctor? When did that dream or idea enter, enter your mind? Probably in kindergarten. <laughs> cool. What was going on in kindergarten? Um, so, I don't know. I feel like... like so I grew up, I was born in the Republic of Georgia, and um, I moved to the U.S. when I was like six. So I think my mom was a doctor in the Soviet Union, mm -hmm. but after the Soviet Union like, collapsed, um, things went a little haywire. Um, she wasn't really practicing medicine. She was, you know, focusing on the family, raising us. And I just remember, you know, everyone wants to be a doctor, or um, I remember a lot of the guys in my kindergarten class wanted to be a cop. Mm -hmm. um, so is this back in the Republic of Georgia or this is this is here in the U.S.? Republic of Georgia. Okay, all right. So I just remember, you know, your parents, like, talking about their careers and what they loved, and my mom really liked being a doctor, and it sounded cool. Mm -hmm. um, so it always kind of stuck with me. I was always really curious as a kid, and I think, and I, like, developed a love for the sciences, and um, that transcended into, you know, wanting to pursue medicine. What kind of doctor was your mom? Internal medicine. Okay. And so did you go, like, did you visit her at the hospital back in Republic of Georgia? Or did she have a clinic? Or how did that, how, did that, how was that set up? Um, no. So this is actually pretty funny. I didn't even think much of it. It was more like she loved. So, like, I'd come home. So when we moved to the U.S., you know, um, and I started school here, I'd come home. And I would talk about the cool things we learned in, like, biology class or in my sciences. And um, so we would just talk about that. And um, she started teaching anatomy here at Salt Lake Community College, mm -hmm. and so like, I'd go look through her anatomy books, and um, we would just talk about that stuff, so I think um, that's where it came up, but the funny thing is, um, she, you know, had a stethoscope, so when we were sick, she would, like, listen to our lungs and, like, do a physical exam, and I didn't think much of it, and I was like, oh, this is just something, like, foreign people do, like, mm -hmm. and then <laughs> I remember in uh, CMC, which is the, like, the clinical part of medical school like mm -hmm. where you learn all the physical exam skills i remember learning the you know the long exam and being like oh my mom does this when i was a kid she mm -hmm. would do this when i was sick i had a cough oh the like the percussion palpation. yeah the percussion yeah. palpation all that auscultation yeah. and then um my friend was like oh was your mom a doctor and that, that's like the first time it hit me i was like oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's why she did that not because she's you know from the soviet union <laughs> so how i mean do you remember how I mean how was that transition from the Republic of Georgia to the US? I mean, do you remember that? I mean, did yeah. your mom come in and tell you one day, "Hey, we're moving?" Or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember being concerned cuz my favorite TV show in Georgia, I was like, "Oh, will that still exist?" And like, "Well, my favorite candy still, you know, when you're 5, you're like, those are your priorities." Mm -hmm. Um, and they'd be like, "Oh, America's better." Like, you, and you hear about it on TV or as a kid. 
um, you hear about the U.S. and you hear about like the line of opportunities. So streets paved with gold. Yep. And basically. McDonald's everywhere. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Actually, um, the funny thing about that is I remember coming here and trying French fries. It was probably from like some gas station mm-hmm. and being so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but the French fries are actually better back in. Yeah. The, I was. Georgia. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, what is this? <laughs> so did you go from? Republic of Georgia straight to Utah, or did yeah. you have a stop in between? Um, I mean, we flew into, like, San Francisco, okay. but then came here. How did your family choose Utah? Or was it chosen for you? Or how, No, I oh. mean, they didn't know. So we didn't know anyone in the U.S. except um, in Utah. So okay. my parents just came here. Okay. Yeah. All right. And ended up in Salt Lake, okay. which is kind of nice. Okay. All right. So had this dream since your kindergarten, becoming a doctor. You know, your mom was a powerful, great example. And then... As you grew older, like what kind of activities did you start doing that kind of helped solidify that choice of yeah. going into medicine? I mean, so I actually went through this phase where I was like, do I actually want to be a doctor? Or was it just something, you know, that came into my mind as a kid just because of like, you know, adult and um, like more of like a parental influence. So I actually mm-hmm. went through a phase where I was like, oh, I should probably explore other things. I looked into education. I actually really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know, I volunteered a bunch of, like, hospitals and um, clinics, and I think the patient, like, I really love the sciences, so I even thought about, like, oh, maybe I should do a PhD, um, but I think at the end of the day, I really enjoyed the patient contact and being able to, just, like, the patient-doctor um, relationship, um, and I think a lot, like, yes, you can do that with a lot of things like nursing and um, PA school, and, mm-hmm. but I think what, as a doctor, you have, I think there's more leadership involved Mm -hmm. as far as um you're in charge of a team and um like you have more say in things i think and i really appreciate that aspect as well so an undergrad so you went to undergrad here yes main campus yep i yeah actually i haven't left utah since i moved here (laughs) except for like two months and you know you never got any trips i've gone on trips okay okay (laughs) but you grew up here yeah okay i grew up high school undergrad yep med school what was your strategy applying to med schools while you were an undergrad? Did you only apply to the U? Did you did you I have a wide net? What, what? Um, well, I applied kind of late because I um, I only applied to the U. Okay, <laughs> all right, all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, basically, okay. I, I like the program here. Everyone seemed happy. Mm-hmm. The medical students, like, I thought they were fantastic. The ones I had interactions with um, were really supportive. Mm-hmm. The, the administration seemed really supportive, and it just seemed like a great place. So, And, you know, my family's here, so okay. it was a good support network as well. And then going back to what you said about leadership, like what kind of activities were you doing during undergrad that were getting you ready? Um, I mean, I was an RA. I loved it Okay. at the University of Utah. So resident assistant or research assistant? Resident assistant. Resident assistant, Thanks. okay. Yeah, so um, which student dorm? leader. Which, which dorm ben- is this? Benchmark. Okay. So literally across the street. Okay, not too far. Yeah. yeah. Um, benchmark and Shoreline, so mm-hmm. they were like upperclassmen, which is kind of nice. Um, so I was an RA. I worked at oh, two labs. So I worked at the Huntsman, and then I also did pediatric research, Um I was part of the Hospital Elder Life Program. Oh, cool. That was awesome. Uh, they call it the HELP program. Yeah, right? the HELP yeah. program, yeah. so yeah. the delirium prevention. Okay. Um, I learned a lot there, I think, about, you know, delirium prevention, working with patients. Mm-hmm. Um, I got really interested in geriatrics from that experience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I do? It feels like it was so long ago. I know, it feels like years ago. <laughs> oh, I TA'd. Okay. Um, so I TA'd for, like, freshman biology, and mm-hmm. that was fantastic. Like, um holding office hours and then doing like little lectures. Mm-hmm. 
So it sounds like you were pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, and then going back, I, I'm curious, like, like the language, do you speak Georgian? Is that, was that, yeah. that what they call it? The, yeah. Okay. Yep. Good job. <laughs> no, right. Usually people are like, oh, is it Russian or it's not. So were you like, were you also a language t tutor or, or is there a lot of interest or not um, so much? To teach Georgian? Yeah. No. I mean, so the problem with Georgian, so it's its own route. So it comes from, like, the mountains in the area, so the mm -hmm. Caucasus Mountains. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really have, like, a Slavic route. Mm -hmm. um, only the population is 4 million, so not very many people speak it. So it's a cool language, and it's really interesting. And I think it sounds cool, like, mm -hmm. when I speak it. But, um, like, there's, I haven't really... The only person I... So I will interpret for my grandma. So when okay. I take her to doctor appointments, I'll interpret for her. But there's uh, not a very large Georgian community here, yeah. unfortunately. Like, in Your the family. world. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, yeah. like, two other Georgian families here. Okay. All right, so you get into med school, you get here, hooray, hooray. How was the transition from undergrad to med school? Was it pretty smooth? Was it, was it like, oh, this is so much information? Like, like I, I did mean, you have to kind of redo your studying techniques? I mean, what, 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 were, what are your thoughts about that? So I was a biology major in undergrad, mm -hmm. and I think that helped a lot. And I think taking the MCAT, like, you know... Uh, the year before prepares you pretty well. Um, I mean, you have to study, but I felt like it was nice because you, like, during the first semester at least, I was like, oh, so my job now is to study and be a good student and learn as much as I can. And I think, you know, in undergrad, you're juggling, like, volunteering, working, tutoring, um, and, like, a bunch of other stuff with, on top of, like, you know, a full schedule of, like, classes. Um, it was kind of nice during the first semester being able to, like, yeah, I, I volunteered on, like, Saturday mornings at, like, you know, um, the Malahi Clinic or the Homeless Outreach Clinic, but um, it was nice to be able to, like, spend the whole day, mm -hmm. you know, studying and mm -hmm. getting, you know, and it was really interesting. Like, in undergrad, you're learning about physics, and it's cool, but in med school, you're learning about, like, pathology and, mm -hmm. like, like, all these cool diseases and how to treat them, and it's super relevant to, like, what you want to go into, so it's really exciting, and I actually really like, like, I like med school a lot more than undergrad. Because really? Okay. Yeah. And so, like, you didn't feel you had to change how you studied, and was um, it, because, like, there's a perception of, like, oh, med school is, like, so hard or so difficult, and I think it is, but, like when you start med school, then all of a sudden you're in it. Yeah. And then, like, the amount of information and, you know, if people have told me, like, oh, I was trying to drink from a fire hydrant. Yeah. There's, like, so much. And so what was your experience? I mean, yeah. There's a lot of information and it feels overwhelming. But then, you like, you get through it and you figure out, you realize how much you learned from it. Mm -hmm. um, I did have to change my studying. So a lot of my classmates... I think changed it more than I did. So Anki is really popular, and it sounds like it's like a fantastic tool, but it didn't really work for me. So I actually used like an iPad and wrote mm -hmm. like notes on my iPad for most of it. And then um, it's nice that they record our lectures, so then I can, if I miss stuff, I can mm -hmm. just re-listen to it at like double speed. Um, so that was good. But I think it changed. I was more studious, definitely, mm -hmm. and. Um, Practice questions. I realized how helpful practice questions are. So, um, doing like question banks mm -hmm. became more of a thing. But um, so yes, different. But okay, it's but, it, but it was doable. Doable. Yeah, and were you able to find balance? Were you still kind? Of, were you still doing um, other activities that helped you stay grounded? 
Yeah. You know, not just all in on med school. It sounds like you were doing the Malahi Clinic and yeah, what, what else were you doing? I was doing, yeah. so I actually mostly did the Homeless Outreach Clinic, mm-hmm. um, which was really fun. So the student run one. Um, and then I also did, like, I don't know, research and um, I was part of the geriatric interest group. So we would have like, like lectures once in a while and like hold health fairs and interest group lunches. And I really like that. Awesome. Um, so third year, third year, how was third year? It was okay. I actually, so that's the other thing about med school. So like, um, the first two years, yeah, they suck, mm-hmm. kind of. Like, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. It's really cool. You have to study a lot, and it can be kind of stressful. But I felt like you had so much control as far as, like, for me, like, at least, I felt like if I studied and I put a lot of work into it, I would, you know, see the results I wanted as far as, like, the more effort I put into something, the better my, like, scores would be. Mm-hmm. And then third year came along, and I felt like it was so much more subjective. Like, it's really cool because you're like, oh, my gosh, everything I studied for the past two years, I am finally, like, kind of incorporating and... I kind of feel like I'm a doctor um, and I'm seeing patients regularly and this is awesome. But at the same time, like, it's also the great, I think it's also shadowed with the grading system Mm -hmm. and um, evaluations evaluations and all that. And that makes it kind of, it makes it stressful, Mm -hmm. um, especially because you're ranked compared to your classmates. And, you know, our classmates, like my classmates are great. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I think it's hard because it's very subjective, even I remember I just worked, I worked my butt off in surgery and I remember getting my grades back and being like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it was not what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So just being very surprised. Um, it sounds like a different skill set almost. Like, you know, the first two years, it's much, much more academic. You're studying, you're taking these tests. And you're, um, I was like, I used, I was used to that from yeah. undergrad. And but, then third, but third year is like, like different people are evaluating you and there's all like, you know, on patient presentations and physical exam skills, uh, you know, yeah. like all these other kind of, just, it sounds different. It sounds harder on some level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it depends on what your skills are. Like I was pretty shy and quiet and like get really nervous during my patient presentations. So mm-hmm. obviously that's, um, that made it a little bit harder. Um, but yeah. But it sounds like you liked it. Like, like being yeah. in the hospital, like being in the clinic. Yeah. 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 I mean, which is good because I'm going into medicine. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So if I had asked you during the first two years, Ketty, what kind of doctor you wanted to be? What would you say? What would have you have said? I, um, I was pretty sure I wanted to be a psychiatrist, actually. Okay. All right. Um, why? I just I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, like the... And I felt like there was a huge need. And like volunteering at the homeless outreach clinic was just really interesting. Like we had a lot of patients who were, you know, like psychotic or manic or hallucinating, actively hallucinating. And it was just, you know, in our clinic. And it was just really interesting to um, see that and then talk to them and um, just figure out what was going on. Cool. So how did third year, how, I, knowing you were thinking about psychiatry going to third year, how did your experiences change that? What started happening? I mean, did, I mean, did you have a rotation in surgery and, you, and did you start thinking about surgery for a bit or well, how did that go? Yeah. I mean, actually, I did, when I did surgery, I thought, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew it wasn't for me. Okay. I was like, I don't know. I don't, procedures are cool, but I don't think doing that, like, they're not as exciting as, you know, people who go into surgery are excited about them. That's not how I feel. Um, yeah, so I think what happened is we just learned so much during the first two years of my school. 
I really enjoyed incorporating what I learned into, you know, figuring out the assessment and plan and like seeing patients and talking to them and, um, you know, trying to figure out what's wrong. And I think um, I felt like in psych, yes, you do that. But I felt like all the other stuff that we learned about, like, you know, um, pulmonology and um, like the endocrine. Well, I guess you use some endo and psych, but mm-hmm. like I didn't feel like I got to use it as much as I'd want to. So on your psychiatry rotation, where did you go for your psychiatry? I was at Fifth West and it was awesome. Okay. Um, yeah. And I was at the VA for part of it as well. So it just didn't resonate with you? didn't? Well, I actually loved it. So okay. the reason what happened was I had like a very, very, very manic patient. Mm-hmm. And I remember my um, like walking in to, you know, meet them mm-hmm. and just, you know, they started screaming. They started tearing out their like hairs from their body. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just remember being like, OK, I don't know if I could deal with this on a regular basis. Okay. Um, not that you don't see people patients that are you know have psych issues anywhere else but not daily I mean and it was cool too because I remember that was my last day on fifth west Mm -hmm. and my resident was like watch in four days she'll be like normal Mm -hmm. not you know it is amazing what those medications can do yeah mania is a lot easier to treat than other illnesses yeah so and that was need to sleep it's all about sleeping it's about resetting going to sleep yeah and then the other problem the other issue that I was having was, um, you know, it's, I think it's a skill to be able to like have a long day, work with a lot of difficult patients who go through a lot and have like a lot of like trauma and then go home and like have, like be normal, like have, like not have that impact your mood. And Mm. I remember being like, oh, that's going to be hard with psych. Mm. (laughs) So what, what time of year did you do your psych rotation? I did it in February. February. So... Were you kind of going through third year, going, I'm going to be a psychiatrist, I'm going to be a psychiatrist, and then you have your psych rotation, like, and then, eh. I mean, like, how did that feel? Did you feel a drift, or did you immediately start pivoting towards a different field? So I actually had neuro first. And, neurology, Yeah, okay. I had neurology first, and I really liked it, mm-hmm. and I liked the people I was working with, and I saw a lot of really cool stuff. So I was initially like, oh, maybe actually I should do neuro, mm-hmm. and then I was like, this is the first, this is my very first rotation, so I have to, you know, keep an open mind. Um, and then I did internal medicine, and okay. I loved it. So that's the hard part about third year, too, is a lot of it depends on your team. So if you have an awesome resident and an awesome attending, for me at least, I loved, like, if I had those two and the group was really fun to work with, um, usually I really liked the rotation. And then it was hard for me to figure out, is it because of, like, the environment I'm in or is it because, like, I actually really like the patient um, population that I'm working with and things like that, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so neurology and internal medicine started climbing higher on your yeah, list. Yeah, they were, okay. like, tied. How did you break that tie? Um, so I ended up doing an elective in neurology at the end of my third year. So, oh, okay. Yes. So I wasn't sure, and I was debating which one I should apply to. Mm-hmm. And I did that. So after third year, we had, like, a two-week break, I guess. And mm-hmm. I was like, I really need to figure this out. So I did, my, I did like, an elective in neuro during that time. And I hadn't ever worked in the ward, like the wards, mm-hmm. the adult wards, because I did pediatric neuro for inpatient. Okay. So I was like, I really need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did that and I liked it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was still debating between IM and that, but I think like when July rolled around, I was like, okay, I think I, I'm going to be know. a neurologist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. Strokes, seizures. Yep. Um, MS, Parkinson's. Parkinson's, all very difficult diseases. Yeah. 
and sounds like it just resonated with you. It was it was a good match. Yeah, I mean, I really like puzzles, and mm-hmm. I felt like like I am has tons of puzzles and lots of mysteries, but I think neuro has more. And I like how you can like the physical exam in neurology is so important, and I like how you can like learn know so much about a patient from that. Mm-hmm. Plus, you have these really awesome reflex hammers. When people think about <laughs> reflex hammers, they think about the tiny ones. But neurologists have the big wands. They're like what two feet long? Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're like these amazing, and you and you use those as like a as a sword. You guys are very good at like tapping and getting the reflexes in all the different places you need to. So I'm sure you have a lot of practice in that, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So fourth year, going to be a neurologist. What was your strategy for applying for applying to residency programs? Um, I mean, I think. Like, our school was really helpful, so Dr. Stevenson was super helpful. Um, so this was a weird year for neuro. Um, eight of us applied for my class, and apparently mm-hmm. that never happens. That's a, that's a high number. Yeah, that's a very high number. Um, so my strategy was I was on my sub-internship in neuro in August, and mm-hmm. I just I would just ask people, like all, the neurologists that I was working with, I was like, oh, what, what programs, you know, are good? Like, what, um, which ones do you like? And things like that. So, um, and then my classmates were also doing the same thing, the ones who were going into neurology. And we actually met up, um, like, at a coffee shop, like, a bunch of us, and went through the whole entire list of all the neuro- neurology programs mm-hmm. um, in the country and just, like, talked about what we'd heard and what we'd learned, like, read online and the research that we've done. And um, I think that helped. But what ha- what happened for me was I had a – so I grew up – here basically mm-hmm. I went to undergrad here and med school um when I actually got in here for med school I remember my, one of the my research mentors being like you should probably go out of state for uh, residency because it's important to see a different patient population different hospital system mm-hmm. had different experiences and I remember that just sticking with me so um I had because of that I was like okay if I leave I need to go somewhere where I have you know a support network Um, and I had my family I have like my boyfriend lives in New York City and then and um, I have like family friends who live how come your boyfriend lives in New York City what happened I know (laughs) he moved there in August so okay yeah but um so that kind of weighed in like yeah yeah. it weighed in a lot actually did you and family friends in New York as well so that probably did you do away rotations in New York no I didn't okay um, but so, but you applied to how many neurology programs are in? I applied to, oh, in New York? Or New York, I don't or, know or in that area, or the Mid-Atlantic region. A lot. Yeah. I under, so, uh, I definitely did a heavy East Coast mm-hmm. application. I also applied in random places, like schools I heard good things about in mm-hmm. the South. Okay. And I've always been curious about the South. And then I applied to, like, a couple West Coast places that I, like, would be interested in living in, okay. basically. So how many programs did you apply to? I applied to, to f- like, 40. 40? Yeah. Is that a lot? Is that a little? I think, I think it's a lot. Okay. So I it wanted felt to like be... a lot when you paid for it, right? Yeah, it felt yeah. like a lot, for sure. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. And then the interview offers started to trickle in? Yes. That was exciting. And any good, st- you know, don't name program specifics, but any okay. good stories from the interview trail? Um, did you... Actually... The, okay, I actually like made some really good friends from the interview trail, which mm-hmm. I wasn't really expecting. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of people, because neurology is pretty small, mm-hmm. and I actually saw people multiple times, and that was really fun. And it's cool, because they're basically going to be going to be my like future colleagues. Okay. Um, you know, in the very, very distant future. So you start seeing the same people at the same interview days, almost? Um, or yeah, like same, programs? Diff- yeah. same yeah. people. Yeah, like, um, I remember I interviewed with one guy at four different schools. Like, okay. the same... 
he was also interviewing at these four schools and we just happened to choose the same days for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so that was really nice and a pleasant surprise. Um, it was also really fun because like, they take you out to dinner, mm-hmm. um, you meet all the residents, yeah. and that's really fun. And then Get to compare reflex hammers, oh. <laughs> practice doing reflexes on each other. I didn't bring my re- so reflex As a psychiatrist, we, we make fun of the neurologists because oh, of yeah? the, the reflex hammer skills. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. well. <laughs> very important. All right. So um, how many interviews did you end up going on? I did 14. Okay, 14. Yeah. And did you have to start canceling interviews? I canceled a couple, okay. yes. Okay, all right. So 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with your, with you know, with family, with your boyfriend in New York City, it, it, it sounds like it started, so how'd you, how'd you kind of winnow the, pro, how'd you kind of th- figure out your rank list? I guess that's what I'm trying to ask. Like, okay. Like, what went into that? So, re- really quick, the one weird thing about neurology is there's also, so there's advanced and there's categorical programs, mm-hmm. and one thing that... Um, I did, which I don't recommend, is I applied to both. So you had to, I had to apply separately for prelim medicine. And so in addition to those 14 interviews, I went on like eight prelim mm-hmm. medicine interviews. So it was a lot, and it was really tiring. Um, it's fun at the beginning, but I think toward the end you get a little... It was, it was really cool to see a lot of places I would never have gone. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote a lot of... So the interview process, what I ended up doing, since a lot of them were chunked in one area, mm-hmm. was I ended up, like, making a home base. So I, like, ended up going to New York, like, leaving all my stuff there, and then just, like, going on, like, you know, two-day trips to my interview places. So I rode, like, the bus down to Philly a couple times and to Boston. I rode the Amtrak to Boston. and mm-hmm. um, So that was really fun, I thought. And also, I think I saved a lot of money that way. Cool. Um, but yeah, when, rank list was the hardest part, I think, like coming up with that. Mm-hmm. I remember spending like two hours trying to figure out if what well, I should rank number four and five. Like, because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, you, it matters. At least you think it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember after I submitted it, being like, oh no, sure, rank number five, number four. Yeah. How did, like, so all these programs on the East Coast. Yes. How did you, I mean, and you only spent like a day or two. With each program, yeah. So, like, how did how did you like make that decision? Who was one versus two? I mean, did, did, was it a combination of things, or was it one thing that stood out? I mean, or was there a value you held on to during the process? Like, how, how would you describe it? I think a lot of it was like gut feeling, mm-hmm. location, and then so how I meshed with the residents, what opportunities there are. So one thing that's really important for me was. I wanted to go to an area that had, like, a very diverse patient population mm-hmm. um, that worked with underserved populations as well and had opportunity for me to do, like, global health things if okay. I wanted to. Okay. Um, in addition to that, like, I kind of – I know, like, you're there only for one day, but I put a lot of weight on, like, didactics and the way residents interacted with each other and faculty and then um, how I felt, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, it came down to, like, that and then geographics. Okay. Um, one of the things that was really hard, actually, was trying to, like – I love the U and I like the neuro program here is really good mm-hmm. and I really liked everyone here and it's fantastic and you it's so easy. Though, right? I did interview yeah, okay. here little, and I the interview, interview. Yeah. but interview day was awesome too. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like it was really hard trying to figure out like, do I actually want to go or do, do I want to stay here? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So mm-hmm. um, that was actually a really hard decision. But um, this entire time, like 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 your family here in Utah, were they? Were they trying to, like, influence you? Were they kind of, like, I mean, asking to see the list? or how would They you were, like, that? secretly hoping I'd stay here. Okay. Or they, um, here, and, I mean, 
parents being, you know, parents. Mm-hmm. Um, parents being parents. Yeah. Parents. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted they wanted yeah. me to go somewhere that was like, like safe and, um, you know, supportive. And mm-hmm. my mom really liked Providence. As like when she went and visited for work a long time ago, she loved that city, so mm. she was actually really rooting for Brown. Mm. But <laughs> um, so I think for them it was like they would have preferred me to stay here, but they knew that you know it's important to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, to potentially come back one day. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I, definitely. So. All right. So you submit your list in February. Yes. And then from February to March, how was that? Feeling good. Feeling. Yeah. Stressing out, freaking out, or um, feeling good. Okay, a, l- a little stressed. It was actually so. My grandma is really funny. She does this. So I think it's like an Eastern European thing. But mm-hmm. like she'll like for fun, she'll like do some fortune telling stuff. Oh wow! With like card, like they're basically just a regular deck of cards. But not tarot cards. No, not tarot cards. Okay. But she so just for fun, she'll like sometimes do that. And I remember she told my mom, she's like, "Oh, she'll get her second choice." And I remember being like, "Oh, well, that's cool. I'm happy with that." And then, like, when it came the week before, she, like, did it again. And she's like, are you sure you find out next Friday? Because my cards are saying that you're not going to find out next Friday. And I remember being like, oh, no. Does that mean I'm soaping? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I was totally calm. And, like, if you look at the numbers, you're like, okay, I'm... I'm, Does your grandmother have a track record of being right all the time? I don't know. I've never... um, She's really good. You might want to... Who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? She'll, like, tell you who's going to... Yeah, wow. I have no idea. Okay. So I was like, oh, no. Like, what's going to happen? Because before, you you look at this, you're like, okay, I never read it this many programs. If you look at the, you know, all the graphs that they publish mm-hmm. on that, you're like, okay, I have a 90-something chance of matching. And you're like, okay, that's good. But then when your grandma tells you that, you're like, oh, no. Mm. What's the 2% that <laughs> I might soap on Monday? So that was um, a little stressful. So was Monday or Friday more stressful? Because Monday you find out if you matched, and Friday you find out where you matched. I think they're both stressful. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I was on my night shift for Advanced I Am at the mm-hmm. time, and I remember sleep, like, you know, I was, it was nighttime for me, basically, but at 9 a.m. you get your email that says if you matched or not, and I just remember, like, going to bed with my phone in my hand. Mm. So, like, I felt the buzz, and I woke up, and I was like, oh, good, I matched, and I just went back to bed. So I was like, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then match day. Who was there? So, my mom, my dad, and then my boyfriend flew in. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, that was fun. So, speeches, speeches, speeches. They cut the ribbon. What do you do? So, I, like, walk over, um, you know, grab the envelope. I was, like, super nervous, and I, like, go find... So, my dad was actually not even in the area. He was mm-hmm. watching from up top. There's, like, a balcony. Oh, okay. And he was just filming. Um, so oh, he, so he's trying to get an aerial view. Yeah, but I think This is just, the first I've heard of that. This is great. <laughs> so, um, so I go to my mom and my boyfriend, and I open it, and it says, uh, Montefiore, Albert Einstein. And my mom, like, starts being super excited, and, like, uh, she's like, oh, my goodness. And, like, I was happy, and Kelvin was super happy, because... He lives in New York, mm-hmm. um, and that's in New York. But then I think she realized that it was in the Bronx, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, dang it. <laughs> um, it's mom being a mom. Just worried yeah, about parents her, being parents. Yeah, worried worry about your her daughter. Yeah, but... Um, so far away. Yeah, far away. Um, How did you feel? I was pretty excited. Okay. I mean, like, I liked that program a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why they were, you know, I ranked them so high. And um, I felt 
you know, I got a text from them. Yeah. Which was really there's cool. There's like this immediate reach out that usually happens. Yeah, it was yeah. like, congratulations. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. They care. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I was really excited. Um, I really liked, like, they had really good didactics. I actually, there, I went to an interview somewhere else, and one of the faculty from Montefiore was talking at their lecture, and mm-hmm. it was, like, it was such a cool lecture. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It was just funny because it was at a different institution. Um so I think that, you know, that stuck with me because I was like, I've listened to like five lectures from Montefiore faculty and I really yeah. like them. Um, and do they have a global health aspect to their curriculum? Yeah, not, okay. yeah. I mean, the, the, like the institution does. Okay. So that works for me. <laughs> so New York City. Yep. Or the Bronx. Yeah, the Bronx. Okay. <laughs> so uh, have you already flown out and looked at apartments? No. Okay. So they have subsidized housing. Which is really nice. That's nice. Yeah. Because, like, there is that perception that it's fairly expensive. The Bronx is cheaper, but yeah. Still, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I find out, so I apply, so I'll find out if I got it in Mm May. So, that'd be exciting. Um, Yeah. One thing good. Go go on. During interviews, I actually, so since I was in New York, I actually did a second look at Monty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. I wasn't really sure because I was like, well, you know, I liked them, but so I just wanted to, you know, get, get a better vibe and see how, um, you know, residents enjoyed the program and had a couple other questions. So I think that helped a lot, actually. Like for me, it like informed me more of that I wanted to go there. Mm. And how's it feel having matched and you haven't quite yet graduated? Like, how's this? Like, what is this kind of like senior year of high school? <laughs> Are you on cruise control? Like, what do you think? It's ni- it's actually really nice, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm actually I'm on my wilderness medicine elective, mm-hmm. um, and then we go backpacking next week. Oh, cool! Yeah, so Take the final. Yeah, and it's been so fun because like my classmates are also technically on this, um, and so like we've just been hiking and like I don't know, just enjoying it while it lasts. Because when July rolls around, it's gonna be a lot more stressful and crazy, and mm-hmm. you know, it's also kind of sad too because like. You spend four years with these people, and they become some of your closest friends. And you know, you're getting, you're we're all leaving, going to different parts of the country. So, mm-hmm. but it's kind of did, exciting. Yeah. Did anyone else match out in, in that area or in your program? I mean, there's a couple of my classmates who are going to like Philly and um, like Rochester, but no one in that I can remember. I don't think anyone's going to New York City. Okay. But that's okay. I mean, I know people there. The, how, ma- how many residents in the program? How many? Nine. Per, I nine. Think so nine. nine per year. Yeah. Okay. Um, the girl actually, one of the people that I like became pretty close friends with during my interview trail actually is also in New York City doing neurology. So I was like, it's a different program, mm-hmm. but that was exciting. <laughs> so, so Katie, looking back, um, what advice would you give someone who's thinking about applying to med school? What what words of wisdom or insight would you share with them? Um, I think. So I actually went straight in from undergrad to med school, and I thought that was fine. But I did feel like people who, you know, took a few years off seemed to really know what they wanted to do. Um, well, not everyone, but I felt like they were more, they knew themselves better and knew what they what um, they wanted to go into and what their priorities were. Um, so I think it's okay to take a couple of years off. It doesn't, like, mean you failed in any way. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times it can be really helpful. Um, otherwise I think making sure, you know, you want to do it. It's a lot of work. (laughs) And I think the little things that you have to do to get into med school, like all the volunteering and stuff, I think it's actually really helpful. Um, 
you know, you grow as a person because of it. And you also learn a lot about yourself and what you, you know, what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So It's beautiful. That's wonderful. Well, I'm so glad, Ketty, that you came to our school. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the neurology which is the weird stepchild of psychiatry, <laughs> or maybe it's vice versa. I don't know. Um, we do but, have lots of psych patients. In yes, neuro. yes. Yeah, I mean, like, when you take your psychiatric boards, like I think 25% of the questions are neurology. Really? Are neurology boards like 25% psychiatry? I think you probably. Okay. It's beautiful. All right. To sign off, how do you say goodbye and good luck in Georgian? Uh, I don't know how to say good luck, okay. actually. Is that... But I'll say goodbye, Nahwamdis, and I'll say thank you. So Nahwamdis, damadlopt. Nahwamdis. 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 That was good. Yeah. Madlop. Madlopt. Madlopt. Yeah. Nahwamdis, madlop. That means goodbye, thank you. Katie, <laughs> goodbye and thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. <laughs> thank you, Doctor Chan. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Doctor Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.